Hey, are you having a hard time dealing with your stress? Maybe your worry? I don't know if you're stressed out and anxious and worried about your life or what situations you're in right now. Maybe the entire world. This place is a mess. You know what? There's a Bible verse for that. Join me today as I go through several Bible verses to help you deal with worry and anxiety. There's a lot there. We're just going to hit a few. Let's talk about them. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Bible Reading Coffee Drinking Podcast. Today we're talking about uh, Bible verses to help you deal with stress and worry. I'm not sure what you're dealing with in your life today. Uh, you've got stress at work, family, uh, your situations, maybe the world in general. This world is a mess right now, and uh, it gives us a lot to worry about. So we're going to talk about a handful of Bible verses that deal that help you deal with stress and worry. A lot of these has to do have to do with your faith. And being strong in your faith, being trusting in the Lord, and that's how you overcome uh, worry and stress and anxiety and all those things that this life throws at you. Um, we, we revel in it sometimes. It hits us all the time in everything. Uh, everywhere we look uh, wants to stress us out and wants us to worry about what is happening in our lives and in this world, but God wants us to trust in Him and, and have faith that he has got all of this covered. So today we're going to start in Matthew. So if you're uh, reading along, uh, go to Matthew 6, verse 34, and we'll talk. Uh, we'll start with Jesus' own words, uh, talking about uh, worry, which is awesome. A sip of coffee and let's read it. All right, let me get my old man glasses out, because I'm old now, so I can't read without them, and I look... Old, but that's okay. All right, so in this uh, chapter of Matthew 6, Jesus is preaching. He's talking about all the things uh, of why don't you trust God with, right? Why are you worried about what you eat or what you wear? Uh, you're, you're dedicated to all these worldly things. And you're stressed out about these worldly things, right? So he's going to tell us about why not to worry. So it starts in 31. It talks about, so uh, don't worry about these things, saying what we will eat, what we will drink, what we will wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your Heavenly Father knows all your needs. Okay, let's skip ahead to verse 34, is where Jesus really kind of summarizes everything in this whole chapter. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So think about that perspective that Jesus is talking about right now. He, he leads in with, you know, why are you worried about you know, what to eat. God will provide to you. So he wraps it up with, why worry about tomorrow? All right, today is a mess. Uh, today, there's enough to worry about for today. Isn't that the truth? Um, as you're dealing with your day-to-day, -day, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.15 in the morning here, uh, where I live, <clears throat> and I'm thinking about what I need to do today, all the things that I feel like I quote-unquote have to do today. Now, is it more is it smarter to deal with those things today or worry about tomorrow? You've got to worry about today and deal with today and, and put today in God's hands and not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. So why worry about it? Why stress about it? Why have anxiety about tomorrow? Just live in the day. Just live in the day. It's like carpe diem type of mentality that Jesus wants us to live in here in Matthew 6, 34. Like, live in today. Deal with today. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Even Jesus is saying, hey, tomorrow's troubles are going to be fine. They're gonna, they're, that's enough. Don't worry about it. Focus on today. 
Focus on your lives today. Focus on what's, what's good in your life today. Focus on God and what he's doing for you in your life today. Don't worry about tomorrow, guys. Focus on today. That's Jesus' words right there. All right, let's skip ahead, or let's actually go, let's stick in the Gospels. All right, let's go to John, which is just a couple of, in case you're new to the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of the Gospels, talking about Jesus. So John is the last one. Let's go to John 16, 33. Sixteen thirty-three. All right. Once again, Jesus' words. We're going to get out of the Gospels here in a second, but for right now, let's talk about this. All right. But the time has come. This is verse 32, so let's back up a little bit and read 32. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when you will all be scattered. Each one of you will go your own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. Jesus is talking about <clears throat> the fact that the disciples are going out, Right. Now, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome this world. That has to be, for me, the verse that sums up everything about how I deal with stress and worry. And there's so much happening right now. And whether you're worried about how to pay your rent whether you're worried about what the government's doing or you're worried about the weather or you're worried about the future, if you're stressed out, Jesus has already overcome the world. There is so much comfort in that. I mean, basically, he's telling the disciples, and he's telling us, guys, I told you, have peace in me. Have faith in me. Lay your anxieties and worries and stresses on me. I've already overcome this world. I got this, right? Jesus has got it. So have faith in the fact that Jesus came once to save us from our sins. And he's going to come again to judge those who don't believe that. That he's already overcome this world. He knows what's going to happen next. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen a thousand years from now. And he has such confidence and understanding in a linear fashion about this world that he created. Like, hey, don't worry about it. I've already overcome everything. I'm going to, this is what he's telling them, I'm going to die for your sins. You'll be okay. (laughs) I've overcome sin. I've overcome the evil. I've overcome this world. That has to be such an amazing, comforting feeling, knowing that Jesus has already done that for us. All right, let's see what else we want to do. Uh, Let's skip around here. Um, Let's do Philippians 4, 6 through 7. All right, so this is going to be in Paul's letters. So just a couple of uh, uh, books past that. So you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then Acts. Acts of the Apostles is kind of the fifth gospel a little bit on how they set up the church. And then it goes into Romans and then uh, Corinthians. So it's in the Paul's letters. So this is the Apostle Paul talking. And we're going to go Philippians 4, uh, verse 6 and 7. And in my Bible, it is uh, roughly page 15 and 78. I'm not sure what it is in your Bible. But uh, this is another... Here's Paul's advice to us as we're dealing with worry and stress. Okay, Verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. 
Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I've read this chat or this verse before, probably in one of these podcasts. But there's nothing more powerful than prayer. Paul leads off with, if you're worrying about something, what you need to do is pray about it. Pray about everything. And then I love how he kind of instructs us on how to pray. Okay? Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Now, I would have, and I'm not the Apostle Paul, but I would have flipped that because in my mind, the way I typically like to pray is I like to thank God first and then talk to him about my life and what my needs and wants are afterwards. I always have kind of a rule of thumb of, you know, pray for three things before you ask for one. That makes sense. But either way, no matter how you go about your prayer life, the important thing is what Paul's saying here is like you pray about what? Everything. Not about little things, not about big things. Everything. And I love how he he kind of wraps it up with, then once you pray and thank him and ask for stuff, ask for guidance, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Now, that's hard to wrap your head around. You know, I'm 50 years old now. I think I understand my place in the world now. I think I understand how this place works. But what Paul is telling me is, hey, you think you know God's peace? You think you know comfort and security? You don't know anything yet. You've got to pray and foster that relationship with God, and He will provide you with peace that you can't even understand. It's amazing. Hallelujah on that. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That word peace, he he references twice. And there's a reason for that. So a lot of times when we pray, because he talks about, hey, pray about everything. Thank him. And you know, tell God what you need. Fine. And what you're going to return is, you get in return is peace. Did he say that you're going to get in return, win the lottery, get the job? Get the boyfriend or girlfriend? Win the lottery? No. What he says is, then you will have peace. So be careful what now be careful what you pray for in your prayer life. Are you praying for what you need or are you praying for what you want? Now, Paul says we need to pray for everything, which is fine, but don't expect everything in return. What you're gonna get in return is God's peace and love and comfort. That's going to ease your worry and anxiety. Not more money, not that job, not that person that you've been trying to date. What's going to ease your worry and stress is the peace that only God can provide that we may not even understand. It may be, it is so, that love and peace that he gives us is so beyond what we, our expectations are that we can't even understand what he will provide to us. So think about that in your prayer life today. If you're praying for worldly possessions, you're praying for something to happen, and you feel like you're not getting the response from God, I hear this all the time. I, I get direct messages on here. I get emails, people saying, hey, I've been praying and praying and praying. I don't think God is answering me. I don't think He hears me, but I promise you, my friends, God hears every prayer. He sees every tear. He understands what you're going through. 
maybe you're praying for the wrong thing. Yes, you need to pray about everything, but you, you should expect in return is peace because that's what we really, truly long for. We're looking for peace in the chaos of life. We're looking for joy over just temporary happiness. That's what God wants for us. Okay? So think about that in your prayer life this morning. When we get done with this, say a little prayer and ask God to provide that peace to you. Yes, ask for guidance and direction of your life, strength to get through things. But know that if God provides the peace that we really need, everything else is going to work out. Okay, let's do uh, let's do one more verse here. Let's see which one we want to do. Let's do uh, let's stick in Paul's letters. Uh, let's go to the the Romans. Uh, so that is back uh, right after Acts. For those who are flipping back and forth in their Bibles, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts of the Apostles, and it goes into Romans, which is Paul's first letter. Let's do Romans eight twenty eight. Quite frankly, probably one of the most um, Famous uh, Bible verses and comforting Bible verses in the Bible. Uh, and so this is for, this is kind of um, directed to us as the body of Christ. Okay? This is part of Paul's letter to the Romans, uh, but this is specifically, we're going to read it in uh, just a second. 8.28. Let's back up and read 27, just for context, okay? Just for context. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, and the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So <clears throat> the Father knows what's in our heart, and the Spirit is saying, the Holy Spirit that's in us, once you accept Jesus Christ, you're filled with with the Holy Spirit. You're born again with the Holy Spirit inside of you, and the Spirit pleads for us believers. So you have the Holy Spirit pleading to God the Father on behalf of us. So he pleads with us believers in harmony with God's own will. Verse 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I'm going to read that again. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are, and are called according to the purpose for them. So we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of us, the believers. He didn't say the good of everybody in the world. He's specifically talking about people who have been born again and are believers in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Okay? Period. So with that, he causes everything to work together for the good. Now, if you go back to the other letter we just read from Paul, he talks about in our prayer life that if we pray constantly without ceasing, what we'll get in return is peace. So let's equate that peace, the peace of God, that comfort of God, that the God eases our worries and stress. And let's read this part where he talks about it'll cause everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So what is the good? What do we get? Peace. We get God's grace. We get that comfort so we can deal with the stresses and the worries in life. It doesn't mean that 
He causes the good for all of us. It's not like, once again, just because you pray to win the lottery doesn't mean you're going to win the lottery. That's not what God's will is for you or God's purpose for you. Because if you read the end of 28, it talks about God who are, are according to his purpose for them. So what is God's purpose for you? And if you pray, and if you believe, and if you trust in God, he'll provide the peace for you, but he'll also make things work out for you according to your purpose. So if you're following God's will in your life, and you're following his purpose that he set out for you, he will make that happen, and he will provide peace to you along the way. So what is your purpose? I would say we all probably have two purposes in life. <clears throat> I know I get a lot of grief for the tattoo I have on my arm, Matthew. In that verse, Jesus is talking about we have to our, our, the, the greatest commandment, right? Now, you guys follow me a while. You know I, I talk about this all the time. The fact that the greatest commandment is we need to love God with all our heart, soul, our mind. And the second commandment that's equally as important is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I think that's one of our purposes is to obviously love God with all of our heart and soul and mind and love each other, right? As we love ourselves. We need to love each other. So putting that in context with this verse, if we do that, if we love God with all our heart and soul and our mind and we love each other, he will make things work out for the good because that's his purpose for us. We're following his purpose. Now, I do think there's probably some secondary purposes that we have in this life, and but for the most part, they revolve around glorifying Jesus and bringing other people to Christ, period. Your purpose isn't to make a $5 million. Your purpose isn't to win things or to be the best. Your purpose in this world is to love God, love each other, and tell people about Jesus, Period. Now, how you do that doesn't mean everybody has to be a pastor or a preacher or have a YouTube channel or an Instagram page like I do. Maybe it's whatever you, wherever you're at. If you're in school or in your job or you're in your neighborhood, live a Christian lifestyle so other people can see how Jesus works through you. That's a purpose. And I promise you, if you pray and you trust God in it, your stresses and anxieties will go away. And your worry will go away if you focus on those two purposes. Yes, you're still going to have issues. Yes, this world will keep throwing things at you. You're going to have to worry about your rent and taxes and yada, yada, yada. But you know what? You can deal with it because you got God first and foremost in your life. And if you're focused on him and you're focused on spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you're focused on loving everyone around you, those things kind of, they're still there, but you know how to deal with them. You will be walking forward in the peace of God. So think about that today. Okay? All right, cool. So uh, uh, thank you for uh, joining me for those handful of verses there. So we're going to answer a couple of questions now. So once again, if you're live with me on here on Instagram, uh, there should be a plus sign on the bottom. Ask a question, and uh, I'll grab a, a couple of those in a minute, in the, in the few minutes we have left. All right, let's see what we got. Don't ask the question if you don't mind in the comments because this is going to go by so fast. All right, so uh, Jessica looks like she bought some badges. She's on top of my question list, so I'm going to ask hers first. 
or answer hers first, just because it's the first one I see. Okay. Uh, do you feel taking someone to court for a severe crime goes against God's law of forgiveness? Uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, there's a difference between forgiveness and justice. Uh, we, we, we worship a very just God, and he loves justice. Uh, if you think about the, the reverence I made earlier, the fact that Jesus came for the first time to save us for our sins, and he's coming back again to judge those who don't believe in him, right? So Jesus is judging people and will bring people to justice, so to speak. So there's a difference between forgiving somebody who's wrong to you and making sure that justice is served, so to speak. Otherwise, we could just walk through this life and forgive somebody who murdered somebody else or who raped somebody else and just think that that's okay. Do you need to forgive people? Yes, absolutely, 100%. More for yourself than for them, quite frankly. I, I have found that forgiveness works more on my heart than the person that I'm forgiving. But God is a just God. Make no doubts about that. He likes justice, and he will hold people accountable. So if somebody's done a severe crime, then they need to pay for it in, in, in this world and in this thing. Now, they'll pay for it in God's law and God's justice as well. But no, of course, forgive somebody. But if, if you're, you're dealing with a situation like that, then you know, it's not, certainly not against God to you know, hold somebody accountable for their, their actions. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, having a medical procedure under anesthesia today, will you pray for me? Kiki's, uh, one, of my, you know, one of my friends here that uh, has followed me for a long time is having a medical procedure, so let's make sure we pray for her today, okay, guys? All right, uh, the second one, and I'm going to address this. I've addressed it before. Do you think getting tattoos is wrong? Our bodies are, are God's temple. Uh, absolutely, we are made in the image of God. Uh, I am not uh, necessarily a, a huge tattoo uh, aficionado. I do have uh, one, a Bible verse on my, on my arm. And uh, I've prayed a lot about that. Uh, um, I do think as long as you're glorifying God with it and not glorifying this world, you're okay. I think if you go back in the Levitical laws, which is the Bible verse that a lot of people reference about tattoos, about cutting yourself and marking yourself, uh, that was a different scenario. Uh, they were, first of all, he was talking to the Levitical priests, which were not. But that aside, uh, talking about they were glorifying other things. They were worshiping idols and worshiping other gods, and they were using these markings and stuff to worship other gods, and that's what we do not need to do, period, okay? Now, going back to your question, which is the, our bodies are a temple. Uh, they are. God wants us to take care of our bodies, but there are temporary here. So whether it's a tattoo, uh, whether it's exercise and gluttony and being overweight or underweight, uh, or not taking care of your skin, not taking care of your body. Uh, yes, God wants us to take care of our bodies, right? But they are temporary things. This is temporary. So I'm using this uh, Bible verse as a, frankly, to remind me of what my purpose is, which is love God with all my heart, soul, and mind, and love everyone, my neighbor, etc. But it's also, I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations about this verse, because I have this tattoo. So I fully feel that God God wants me to have this so I can spread the word about Jesus. I prayed about it for years, and that is the response I got from him. For years. I'm 50 years old. I didn't get this tattoo till I was 49. 
I did. I wasn't somebody getting some random tattoo on spring break uh, in high school or college. I, it means something to me. It means something to my faith. So saying all that, you know, you need to pray about it. If you're thinking about it, uh, about uh, uh, tattoos, pray about it, think about it, uh, go to God with it, and he'll give you the right answer. I promise you. All right, one last question, and we'll get on out of here. You got a lot in here. I apologize. Not, there's no way I'm going to get to all of them. Um, uh, when do you know God is listening to your prayers? I'll answer this one from Looney Waves. Uh, when do you know God is listening to your prayers? When you're going through so much trial and tribulations, especially when each day is always a new tribulation. All right, so that kind of sums up the entire episode today, right? The fact that Paul talks about that we need to pray for everything. And how do we know God's listening? As I talked about earlier, God is always listening. He hears every prayer. I promise you he does. He won't answer all of them. But you know what? If you go back to John 16, 33, as we talked about, Jesus said, but take heart. I have overcome this world, period. I know you're dealing with trials and tribulations. I know that each day brings more stuff that we have to deal with. This world is fallen and is full of sin, and we glorify the sin and everything and everywhere. We're glorifying sin all over the place. There's sex everywhere, and this is the month we're in. And it's just all over us, and and everything's trying to get us to eat more and drink more and do more things that are against God's will. And you combine that with just the daily tribulations and trials of a fallen world, we're trying to trudge through this life. It feels like we're alone sometimes. I get it. But we're not, I promise you. Jesus says he's already overcome this world, and you've got to believe it. It will all be such a minor memory in the long-term existence of your life. Francis Chan is a a pastor, and he did this uh, analogy one time, which I love. He had this rope. He's up on stage, and you may have seen this video. But he has this long rope right? This long rope. He keeps kind of throwing it out, throwing it out. And then he grabs the end of the rope, and at the end of it is a little piece of red tape. And he talks about the fact that this rope is our lives, right? We're going to live with God for eternity, eternity. It's hard to wrap our heads around, but for eternity. But this little red piece of tape on the end is our lives here on earth. We're so worried about how to live this life, the trials and tribulations, we're working hard, we got to you know, work all of our lives in order to kind of spend our last 15 years in retirement to go travel. Like We're so worried about that. What we need to be worried about is the eternity. I don't have a rope here, I do the analogy. The eternity of our lives. Not to downplay your trials and tribulations, my friend. I know life is tough sometimes. But if you start keeping eternity in mind and stop letting this tiny piece of red tape weigh you down. It'll give you a better perspective, and and you could put the strength and armor of God on and make through anything, I promise you. Think about your life in, in total. God has gotten you through every single trial and tribulation up to this point. It's not always easy. A lot of times, most of the times, it's tough. But you've made it this far. You're still alive. You're dealing with today. Don't worry about tomorrow we talked about, worry about today and deal with today. God's 100% successful in getting you through every trial and tribulation up to this point in your life. So have faith that he's going to help you get through the one today. Okay?
All right, let's uh, let's have a quick prayer. We're over time today, but that's okay. Uh, let's have a quick prayer, and we'll give out our weekend, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, we have so much weighing on us. We have so many worries and stresses. They just this life just keeps throwing trials and tribulation at us, and we're so stressed about it at times, Lord. Please help us. Keep the eternal perspective. Please help us have faith and trust and understand that you have overcome this world and everything that we're dealing with is only temporary. We know that it doesn't make it easier, Lord, but we're asking you to help us get through these trials quicker and easier and teach us what we're supposed to learn through these trials, Lord. We give our stresses and our worries to you, Lord, knowing that you can deal with all of them better than we can. Please help us get through these things. I want to have a a special prayer to my father, Kiki, who's having a procedure today. Be with her. Help her heal. Help her deal with her own anxiety and stress and worry about this procedure. Calm her soul, please, Lord. We trust you with that. And anybody else dealing with sicknesses, or surgeries, or procedures, Lord, we are praying for everybody to get through and heal their worldly bodies, Lord. We trust you. We trust you with our stress. We trust you with our worries. We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our decisions. We trust you with our today and our tomorrow. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Uh, This will be the last episode for a couple of weeks, uh, but go back and listen to some of the other ones. Uh, Until next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Talk to you guys soon.